no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Yeah, you know what, I man? I saw straight out of Compton. You know what I realized? All I needed in my life was I needed a rhyme in my pocket, and I needed a dollar sign in my eye. I needed to get my foot out of the game, because you know what? I'm too real to be messing with them fools, and that's why I want all my boys in the hood to start calling me too real. I don't think you understood the movie at all. Too real is a terrible nickname. I know exactly what straight out of Compton is about. You wear a hat. That has the name of your neighborhood written on it, and then you wear a shirt with a regional f- f- sports team on it, <laughs> right? And then you make a rap album, and you go straight to the top. You did, you crushed it, absolutely. <laughs> I saw a train wreck, and I want to date a pro wrestler. All right, I love John Cena, Dolce, New Mexico. <laughs> now, what parts. is the name of the show? It's the last podcast on the left. Everybody knows the name of the show. Your job is to say the name of the show. We've said this many times. Yes, it one, seems. No. One could argue. It is argue, called branding, Ben, where you brand no. it, and then you say all of our names. One could argue that we already know, everyone knows it's the last podcast on the left, so it almost undermines the entire power that we already have. But what you're if, doing now is just destroying the nature of the reality of shows. What you're doing <laughs> Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everybody. I I am Ben Kissel, joined by Marcus. No, uh, joined by dog meat. We're you want to be dog meat? <laughs> he doesn't want to be dog meat. The name found him. I've been what? calling him dog meat for about three weeks, and we have not gone public on this. Marcus's right. new name is dog meat. Why is it dog? I hate dog meat. There's no, no, not dog meat. His name's dog meat. It's dog meat now. This is something you want, Marcus. Love it. And my name is too real. <laughs> too real and dog meat. <laughs> God, I'm still Ben. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. <laughs> Dolce, New Mexico, part two. I'm so over this episode already. Let's get to some truth. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Again, Marcus and I have been heavily monitored. Dogmeat and I have been heavily monitored <laughs> by that- the... The government the last couple of days, and right. that is fucking true. We heard the noises again. Yeah, every time that we get on the phone and start talking about how Dulce is a, is a possible uh, center of disinformation, which is what we're going to be talking about this episode. Mm. We're going to introduce what I think are two strong cases that the, every story around Dulce base is all about disinformation. And in no way is it because you don't have good reception in your house. No, <laughs> absolutely no. not. Because no. I just, it happened in multiple different places. Okay, yeah, and then multiple I got, places. I got my identity stolen. Someone took money from me out of my bank account. I think it was a fucking government. But yeah, and you know when that happened? You know when they took the money out of account? You know when he discovered that the money was taken out of his account? As we were on the phone with each other about to discuss more disinformation. You guys are always on the phone together, so it was going to happen. We, we do talk on the phone a lot. We do talk on the phone a lot because we're <laughs> digital pen pals. All right. I don't like dog meat, but whatever. It's fine. Yes, I guess Too Real would continue on with his his description of the event. Because <laughs> yes. I'm too real to be fake. Um, not like Phil Schneider and Thomas Costello, if they even existed. If we know Phil Schneider existed, Tom it. Costello, on the other hand, mm-hmm. bit up in the air as to whether this man actually existed or not. But we will continue on with his testimony because he is backed by a woman that we just discovered this morning by the name of Cherry Hinkle. Now, right. if Cherry Hinkle isn't being honest, then I don't have four balls. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, she's the artist slash writer at the Dolce Material, the Dolce Papers, Dolce mm-hmm. Sketches, and she's the UFO consultant at Freelance Writer. And that's the that's the most important one right. because. Again, if you're too close to the fucking truth, a magazine won't hire you for a permanent position. <laughs> Think about that. And she's on Facebook, so she's legit. She's yeah. right out there. And Cherry Hinkle's got a face that looks like a... Looking like a Hinkle. Yeah, a tomato <laughs> yeah. with eyes. Yeah, she claims to be the only writer authorized by Tom Castello to release the Dolce Base material. Now, when we left... And Thomas Castello is also, uh, maybe coincidentally, what she calls herself when she puts a mustache on. <laughs> oh, and why wouldn't you? And she walks around going like, my name is Thomas Castello, <laughs> and I've seen so many fucking aliens. And they're like, please, mm-hmm. sir, um, this is uh, you're at the head of the line of Taco Bell. <laughs> please, what would you like to order? I want the Nine gorditas, you bitch. <laughs> it's a fun game to play at Taco Bell. And nine gorditas, hell of an order. Wait a yeah. second. 
Are you just an elderly woman? Yes, it's true. My name's <laughs> Jerry Hinkle, but that's who that voice I like to use when I'm talking about aliens. <laughs> Love Jerry Hinkle. So in our last episode, we left off with Thomas Castello discovering what lay on the sixth and seventh floors of the facility, i.e. the genetic testing library mm. on level six, and the thousands of human prisoners in cages on level seven, mm-hmm. and being totally fine with it because his superiors told him that they were all hopelessly insane and they were being tested on in an effort to help them. And that's what, what, a big thing about what people want to talk about. I think a, the fallacy of modern medicine is that these mentally the mentally ill need to be treated with care. I think it's really important that if we want to get to the core of a lot of mental illness, they should be kept in dog-like cages <laughs> or in puddles of what seems to be like a protein fluid up to their nose with fucking shunts up their noses so uh-huh. they can breathe in it. I yeah. think that's that's how you fix somebody. Yeah. That's great. You're like a Dr. Oz, but then if he lost his soul. Isn't that kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm like He a, already did. I'm like Dr. Oz with a real black ops government budget. Like, he wouldn't be pulling this horseshit, but we, it would be about couples therapy. Hmm. It'd be two couples <laughs> to join at the fucking genitals and a bunch of ooze, and him just going like, y'all gonna work out your problems mm. by rubbing clits in this amniotic flute. <laughs> I love to get sewn together with the woman or man that I love. Dog meat? What are some of the tests they would do? <laughs> Please tell me, dog me. <laughs> so we return with what changed Castello's mind, a man that we know only as George S. You see, one day in 1979, as Thomas was doing a routine check on the camera systems on level seven, George managed to catch his attention. Hey, buddy. Hey, 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 man, hey, hey, come here, come here, man, hey, hey, my name's George, um, I'm a crazy man, um, Godfather 2 is the best of the Godfather movies. You're out of your mind, <laughs> out of your mind. No, 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 man, no, 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 come closer, come closer, come closer, it's proof, it's proof, it's proof. The Mets used to be a great dynasty in baseball, and they're just falling apart, it's mostly just because they can't keep people on the team every time they win World Series, they trade everybody. Total lunatic, <laughs> completely crazy. It's starting to make sense, <laughs> because... Unlike a lot of the other inmates who were just screaming in terror. Well, mostly because they were being turned into man pigeons and man pigs and man <laughs> right. bears. Ooh, yeah. I want to be a man pig. Yeah, but George was able to... You're close. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Henry. <laughs> Sorry, you just walked toe first into the zing, though. <laughs> oh, am I in the zing? Zing! So George did not sound insane whatsoever. So that weekend... Thomas asked a police officer friend of his to run a check on George and found that George was, in fact, a missing person. Mm. Not only that, but nobody was looking for him because George was one of those guys. Like, you know, in the 70s, right. guys just used to leave. Of course, we did a whole National Parks episode about missing people and things yeah. like that. And drifting was just a, another way to have fun outside. Right. <laughs> yeah, they just, guys would leave and they'd start a new life in a new city. John Wayne Gacy did that. God, mm-hmm. I just wish that was still real. Yeah. You can't get off the grid anymore. You really can't. Um, but I do want to say missing implies missed. It doesn't seem like anyone cared. <laughs> no. So wasn't he just, was he Was he missing? No, well, the government eventually has to look for you because you're held accountable by like various d- municipal functions. There's like taxes and like if you had a job oh. or if like, if there was anybody who saw you in any way, shape or form, it's like he probably owed somebody money. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they went to the cops. Say, hey, I hadn't seen George in a while, and the cops just thought it's like, you know what? He just ran off. Let's not even worry about it. Oh, that right. guy that only talks about like Godfather movies and then <laughs> how the Mets have fallen off. Yeah, he's totally fine. <laughs> so by the time Thomas came back, however, on Monday morning, George was gone, and all that was left was a talking pigeon. <laughs> Yes, me, it's George. Yeah. The, the Mets are going to win it all this year. I really think if they double down and get a good defensive squad, they got enough firepower behind the plate to really wrench it up the, the runs. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. hey, man, if you could get me back to being a dude, I really miss my dick. <laughs> Give him some breadcrumbs. So now let's get into the nefarious dealings around Dolce. So, okay. What happened, Marcus? So what are we going to do? Are we going to do Dolce, or are we going to give in to the guy who called us a faggot on Facebook and say Dulce? Because, Henry, as you sit on the telephone, we don't give in to terrorists. We don't give in to terrorists. We're not giving in to terrorists. Dulce is technically the proper pronunciation of Dulce, 
base. I'm going to call that right? guy a douche. We know this. <laughs> all right? We know this. I mean, people, I know, I'm going to call nerd alert on your fucking asses Whoa. when mm-hmm. you come and say dolce. I know it's not dolce. It's dolce. Dolce's fun to say because it sounds like a gelato. Mm. <laughs> okay? So we're going to, we sometimes say things that we're going to say yeah. because <laughs> it's a free show. It's 100 <laughs> degrees in the room right, right now. Um, my balls kind of hurt. Um, I got a, I got a cut on my leg. Um, I'm tired. You know, you look say, awful. I feel like shit. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna say Dolce. I'm gonna call it Dulce. 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 Also sounds like kind of an action movie star. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually was lying the whole time. I'm in a great mood and I feel great. Yeah, me too. I'm full of coffee and full of love. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everybody. We got two real and dog man, dog boy, meat, meat, dog meat, meat. dog meat so much. So in the book, ETs and UFOs, they need us. We don't need them. By Virgil. Mm. Posty Armstrong. No, so this is um, <laughs> so this is totally rock bottom. This is concrete. This is concrete. Yeah, you don't trust Posty. I think it's Posty. <laughs> is it Dolce? I think it's Virgil Posty Armstrong. Okay. Um, and I don't really understand how you get the nickname Posty before the internet age when you're doing a self-published book called ETs and UFOs. They need us. We don't need them. But yeah. <laughs> Which also could it was possibly Greg and uh, Greg and Rachel. She needs us. We don't need her. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil and Rachel. <laughs> so, in this book, Virgil reports how his friends, named Bob and Sharon, mm. stopped for the night in Dolce and went out to dinner. They overheard some local residents openly and vociferously discussing extraterrestrial abduction of townspeople for purposes of extermination. Hey, y'all remember Fat Nancy? Yeah, what happened to her? She's fucking alien bait. Isn't that something? <laughs> yep. I always knew she was going to be the only one to get out of this dump of a town. <laughs> you know what? Because of the way she sang and the way she played the clarinet and her mm. positive attitude and the, and the pies that she made, I knew one of those various skills was going to get her out of this town. But who knew it was just her ample hips that the aliens <laughs> craved to squirt eggs Man. into? You know what she it gives you? It tells you something. It what, tells you something. What's that? Never, ever, never try. <laughs> Well, goddamn it, I'll keep on then. <laughs> so the ETs were taking unwilling human guinea pigs, such as Fat Susan, from the general oh. populace of Dolce and implanting devices in their heads and bodies. See, the townspeople were frightened and angry, but they didn't feel that they had any recourse since the ETs had our government's knowledge and approval. The only way we had to defy the aliens was to get fat, to make it difficult for their tractor beams <laughs> to pull us up into their UFOs. They do pull up cows, though, so, you know, it would be how fat are you going to get? I I feel like just at this point you have an eating disorder. You know what's weird is that I never use my thinking muscle. <laughs> you know? Your brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was called a brain. <laughs> yeah, I've never been, I've never, ever, ever, ever had them trying and doing them and doing and that. <laughs> I love it here at the old Dolce Bar. Oh, my shoes are full of pee. Oh, that'll happen. There's no bathrooms around. <laughs> well, Ben, speaking of cows, oh, Dolce yeah. is also known for its high instances of cattle mutilations. Mm. See, the aliens use the blood and body parts from cows for formula to keep them alive and for use in the growing vats on level seven and for the artificial wombs on level six because you see plasma mm. and amniotic fluid mm-hmm. from cows are the two most vital ingredients for their lives. Because you were saying before, they mix it up into their food. They mix it, they basically yeah. take dry food and make it a wet food using all the Ugh. juices from inside the cows mm-hmm. and animals. Mm-hmm. But I would also say there is a, the conspiracy side of this, or one of the conspiracy sides of this, of the cattle mutilation story, is that yeah, Dulce had a, a massive amount of, of cattle mutilations around, which is a part of UFO lore for, UFO lore for yeah. forever. Um, and But what they believe is an, a, another thing could be testing on subjects of the power of like nuclear poison, radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. and then using different sorts of like uh, radiation-based weapons. And what they can do is take those skin samples from around the mouth, which is a lot of times where you see the cattle mutilations happen, which mm. is their mouths are incised and their assholes are cored out. Oh my. Um, and they use that, <laughs> they use those tonks of meat, those cones of meat, to test to see how deep the radiation has gone <laughs> into right. the animal. So first of all, I want a microchip in my head because I want to be 
able to blink and turn the channel. Yeah. That sounds super fun. <laughs> uh, but I've been watching The Mind of a Chef, a great PBS uh, documentary about chefs, and I just feel like maybe there's an alien out there who should star in an episode all about how he likes to carve up the cow's butthole and bring home the meat and, the, and cook it up for the alien family. What's important is that the food starts dry, but then eventually you make it wet with the juices from the animal. <laughs> and that's my cooking show <laughs> the mind of the alien chef i love maybe they're just they're just they're just not they don't know how to eat the cow they don't know how to do a lot of things they don't understand how how close they were to barbecue oh yeah <laughs> getting the ribs so back to thomas castello's story he slowly began to sense that there was an underlying current of tension between mm. some of the personnel and himself after hearing george's story once in a while he'd just walk around a corner There'd be a serious discussion going on between some co-workers. And because Thomas was a security officer, these talks would die off into a little murmur and the individuals would part company. Yeah, because there's the thing about Tommy is that he was coming in and he's, you know, he smells like tacos and he's got a bad fucking attitude. And like, oh. oh, hey guys. How are you? What you talking about? Good. Mm, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, see? Yeah. You're just talking about how... You know, taco night. Taco night. Talking about me, buddy. With just taco night. Taco night. Taco night. Yeah. How you know the reptilians just wanted on the Tuesdays, and we were thinking that for the flow of the week, it'd be cool if it was Thursday. (laughs) All right then. So, yeah. Yeah. Say hi to (laughs) Clutch for us. All right, because I miss him. It's weird around here. <laughs> meanwhile, like he thinks it's weird that people have a conversation to shut up. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's like a floating Nordic walking behind them, going, "Mean like, has everyone seen the astral diamond of Caladia?" You know, he's just like things are just hooky jooky. This is your comedy show right here. You got like one improv guy who's like stuck in the background, like doing temp work, and he's just like, "You should write a skit about the office." Mm-hmm. And he's like truly terrified. He's like. I should write a skit. <laughs> I should write a whole manifesto about this office. <laughs> this is your comedy show. Right. This is, if you're working in an office right now and you think it's a good idea for a sitcom, it's not. No. It's not. It's Never will dunked. be. It no. sucks. Yep. Your ideas suck. <laughs> well, no, it could be very good. <laughs> so although Castello was disturbed by his discovery that George was just a normal Joe who had been abducted, he wasn't the actual quote-unquote whistleblower. Many scientists had had con- some concerns with the ag- activity Activities at Dolce for a little while. That's now. weird, though. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, so you know, these computer technicians, some of the security officers, just not. It's all the screaming it's people the being turned into. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, turned into animal goop and, yeah. <laughs> and being yeah fed upon by giant seven foot tall reptilians. And most people who called it the nightmare hall thought that that was a bad thing. That was a that was a scary place. A scary place. Some people thought it was a good name. Yeah, there was yeah, just one guy with a cruel like like a, a Anton Levey beard who was just like nightmare hole. I plan to rent it out for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it could be kind of fun. This is my birthday cake. I hope you enjoyed it. It's made out of shit. <laughs> uh, poo cake. Don't like it. So shortly after Castello's discovery, another security officer approached him and invited him to a secret meeting in one of the phosphorescent tunnels, which the Greys could not enter because of a substance painted on the walls. We do not know why the Greys could not approach these tunnels, but we do know that it was the substance that was on the walls that kept the Greys away. Huh. Huh. All right. Huh. It's like when you take, um... Lemon juice and you squirt a cat with it. <laughs> That'll keep the cat away. They what if it, it was just p- big murals of Catherine and Jimmy? <laughs> Ooh. It's like, can't stand Sister Act 2. This look of her face. I just hate her perky ways. Come, oh. Claxar. It's like... I wish that I could tell the others how much I truly enjoyed Catherine and Jimmy. Hocus Pocus is a guilty pleasure of mine. Hocus Pocus is one of the best movies that's ever been created, ever made. I think they could stop making movies after Hocus Pocus. If you don't watch Hocus Pocus once a week, what are you doing with your life? So nine men showed up to the meeting, and while they were risking their lives and their freedom by bringing Castello into the fold, they all decided that Castello was a man that was looking to change the status quo at Dolce. Yeah. 
So one by one, they showed records. The inmates had indeed been abducted, Mm. along with newspaper clippings and photos of the abductees being smuggled into the base. The plan was to smuggle them back out without the quote-unquote government honchos finding out. And they need Thomas's help. And Thomas agreed. I'm also going to put this again this way. All of this information comes from one leaked Thomas Costello interview. All yeah. right? So this is Thomas Costello's story yeah. of how <laughs> the alien... The alien rebel army Mm -hmm. needed him. They needed the security (laughs) officer, Thomas Costello, in order to liberate the many prisoners of the Dulce Dulce base, which is a miles deep, super secret, alien run, (laughs) covert (laughs) military base. They needed him. Yeah. They needed the guy who could who could pass the security officer test, which is like, they hand you a hat, and if you put it on forwards, you become a security <laughs> officer. You're it. Yeah, they needed yep. Tommy Costello. They needed the a hero, and they got a Costello. <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly the most surprising allies the humans had during this conflict, because it wasn't just the humans that disagreed with what was going on there. The most surprising allies they had, the lower caste of reptilians. were mm. all. Some of them were also on their side, specifically a janitor named... He's a reptilian? He used to mop the floors? Yeah. Yeah, of course. The lower caste, that's what they yeah. do. It keeps them busy. What is it just that the yeah. people do that? No no, 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 no. People have to be security officers. Yeah. I feel like the reptilian should be the security officer. And this... No, 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 shut, no, up no, no. Fl- <laughs> shut up. I'm just saying... Shut up, But they're supposed to be in charge of everything. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, man. Shut up. Yeah. Why would you put the seven to eight foot tall reptilians in charge of security? I don't know dog meat. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know. It had to be five foot six Thomas Costello all the way from Runnemall, New Jersey. He had to be there. It had to be him. You had to yeah. give him a weapon because yeah. he could also properly subdue the reptilians. Yeah, more than likely. Huh. Shit. Approached him and he said, A few of us agreed that you are singular in your interest in missing human reports. If true, walk away. I will reach you. If it is untrue, destroy my life now. Huh. <laughs> That's something. It is weird around here. Isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I've been thinking about it. I've been writing a one man show called yeah. Costello the Show. Oh, Costello. I, yeah. And I put a O O W at the end of it. I, that's a great idea. And um, I'm really thinking it's just like I throw a musical number about this. And, you know, I got a Tina Fey reference in there. Mm. And, then, mm. and then I got to do a thing about Coney. And then the whole thing is set. Mm. So, although skeptical, Costello silently backed away from the reptilian into an exit tunnel and contacted one of the nine humans who agreed that the reptilians could maybe be trusted, but Castello should go and meet with them at the next opportunity. This guy named Gordon, he said, he's like, I want to come along. I want to come along. And he said, no. Castello said, no, it's too dangerous. We don't know what's going to happen here. I've got to go alone. And and Gordon said, you know what I'm going to do? I have to, I have to be there. I'm just going to, I'm going to be around the corner and I'm going to pretend like I'm working on one of the golf carts that we use to ride around. And if I need if I'm needed, I'll jump out. And I'll, I'll scream. Him. I'll scream. Help me, help me, help me. Reptilians yep. are eating my fucking knees. <laughs> so that meeting came days later in the nightmare hall. And so, formally introduced two other reptilians. And all better names than dog meat. <laughs> dog meat. Dog meat. <laughs> Too real to be your friend. I don't like the too real thing. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, the resistance group grew bigger and bigger from there. Now, it is important to note here... And they also had George S. the Talking Pigeon on there as well. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Now... Hey, you guys like it and Godfather too, and it's just like all of a sudden Al Pacino. Man, Al Pacino's got to be the hard ass. I mean, he got pulled in there for you know against his whole will. I can't believe that he was. Well, he wanted to be good. He just wanted to join the army. You know what I'm Shut saying? up, pigeon dick! I swear to God, I miss milkshakes. I don't have a throat anymore. I don't know what birds have. It is important right now to take note. You guys have seen V, right? 
Every day I watch it. Yeah. Got to. Every day, yeah. <laughs> it's important to note the similarities between... It's an NBC miniseries, for those of you who don't know, that's about what we're talking about. It's about aliens working with the government, and oh. they, there's an uprising with the human and aliens, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, working together. Different and it's than I thought. said that the original author of the V-Idea was an investigator who knew Thomas Castello on a personal basis. And this is according to the crack uh, resource that we've been using f- for literally five years, Bibliotheca Pleiades. Yes. Um, now, also, this is not an uncommon story, because you hear also that the uh, the guys who did Close Encounters of the Third Kind also work closely with the government, and the people who worked with the uh, the War of the Worlds work closely with the government. This is, a com- this is a common idea that Hollywood and the government work together to sort of sell messages mm-hmm. to the people, which is totally true, because I know for a fact, because Heroes is trying to destabilize the Iranian government. Isn't that something? <laughs> and I believe that's totally true. Congratulations, Ben, or Henry. You're a true patriot. What's my name? Benry. No, what's my name? Too real! Too real to be yo lover. <laughs> <laughs> Too real it is. <laughs> so, as you could imagine, the resistance was surrounded by enemies on all sides. Mm-hmm. And while the reptilians and the humans loyal to the reptilians were definitely a threat, possibly the biggest threat to the uncovering of their plot were the greys due to their mind-reading abilities. You f- I bet you forgot about the greys, didn't you, Ben? I always forget about the greys. I love that book, Fifty Shades of Greys. And I read it, and I'll tell you, that was just hot. Those aliens, they put balls in women's vaginas. What? Yeah, dude. she walked around, she went to a dinner party. I'm currently seeing a girl who likes to read that book. So. No, they put a ball up in her vagina? In her vagina. Yeah, and then she kind of clings around like she's a bunch of plates going for a dinner walk. I don't really understand how that works. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is, it a, is it a vagina buzzer? Is it like a buzzer thing that you put up in and like when you're across the room, you look at her in the eyes and you hit the button and goes... Like a whammy? And she, and she goes... Mm. She goes... Mm, my clit explodes. No, it's inside. Huh. You go, mm. She goes... Mm. Is that you what go, you, mm. Do you do this with what? Carly? Why does Scott. your uh, <laughs> dog meat? Why does your girlfriend sound like a lawnmower? Because <laughs> 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 she starts making those <laughs> weird, uncontrollable noises. Where she's like, "Oogie, yeah, yeah." But you are correct. The government uses Hollywood films to sell messages. Look at the rise of the uh, U.S. soccer, European football. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> Think about bend that. It like bend it so like you're saying, oh, I get and Ladybug. You know what? Ladybug I, did bring the it did bring the uh, U.S. Open the, to the the world. Whatever is it? What's that called? The World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. Ben, I think I'm following your logic here yep. because if they bring because America is singular in its indifference to soccer, for Don't I like. refuse to call it football. They are singular in their indifference. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world has been under the spell of soccer for this entire time. And, but if you bring soccer into the United States right. that is one step closer towards new the new world, world order. order. <laughs> that's right. The one world government. That, ben, you're on to something. And that's right. right. And Jonathan Brandis ended up killing himself because he learned the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then he woke up one day and he was just like, I've been in this show next to a fucking dolphin for six years. Yep. <laughs> a space dolphin. Mm-hmm. All right, time to pop my top. <laughs> Take him out. Back to the greys. What makes them so dangerous? Now, what we remember is the reptilians and the greys have had a very shady kind of uh, a, a very touchy relationship up to this into this yeah. fake storyline. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's very touch and go at this point. Very well, touch and go. Irish mafia, Italian mafia, nineteen thirty. Exactly. Very, very, yeah. very astute. Yes. So, but what makes the gray? So, it actually is. It's it actually, good, it's very good. Yeah. I almost wanna. Thanks to a real and dog meat. It's been really nice to be on the show with you the past three and a half years. I'm happy I got an astute sentence in there. So what makes the gray so dangerous is their ability to read your intent rather than what you say because they read your body's frequency. See, the human race broadcasts a certain frequency that the greys recognize as an electromagnetic impulse. You see, each person has a slightly different frequency, mm. what we call a quote-unquote personality oh. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so, so so you can be party animal or you could be party gay or yeah. you could be like, party mom or like party dad no. i'm kind of the oversensitive one but i also say offensive things to people because that's because what you're doing is is offending them before they can offend you that's mm-hmm. right it's yep. deflection 
Yeah. Oh. And I'm a cruel master who is just bent upon the servitude of others and gets physically hard when someone does my will. I'm dog meat. And then dog meat. Wow. Too real to be your friend. <laughs> Sex in the city. Here we go. So when a human thinks, they broadcast strong impulses, each impulse different from the next. In the case of fear, the frequency is quote-unquote loud and easy to recognize, which was useful to the greys when scoping out for possible dissenters. Mm. Now, now this is an interesting things about. This is a very interesting thing about greys, which yeah. I think is very interesting. That you can fuck with the greys' mental reading abilities pretty right? easily. Yeah, by using commands. Right, basically, you yell at a grey. Right? Use <laughs> commands or nonsensical words to the form of commands, and they will back up. You go like, Klaxar. Give it up, yeah. You know, you go. You mop the garbage can. No, clacks are, and he'll stand up and be like mopping the garbage can, and he'll go and just mop right. the outside of the garbage can because they're used to following orders, mm-hmm. and they're because their brain, I guess, is more. They say is more logical than ours, yeah. mm-hmm. and they do not have what we would consider fun, quote unquote fun. They do not understand huh. poetry either, which is interesting. And what I loved, one of my favorite facts ever, what really truly confuses a gray is saying things in pig Latin. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being the resistance's greatest weapon. Huh. <laughs> that maybe some Joni Mitchell lyrics. You know, yeah. they, they don't oh, no, they, they're not going to get par- the, the, the pave a pave a pave a pave of paradise. <laughs> What happened to you, dog meat? Did you stroke out? You just became a fucking porky pig for a second. Um, that was supposed to be a pig guy. Um, yeah, it's also, yeah, they wouldn't be able, a case of you, if they listen to a case of you, first of all, it's like, what is this salty discharge? I'm feeling my own sadness. And then his head explodes. Oh. But, so, but we, what we forgot, though, with the, con- the context kind of all this is the very beginnings of what we they like to call the Dulce Wars, which is the idea of the adult or Dulce Wars, if we want to be Italian about it. The, the This flow of thought, the, where this came from, these resistances, what began what they now believe to be a decades-long fight between the various alien elements at the Dulce base and uh, the human government, because what we're going to find out is that all this defied a treaty that Eisenhower signed with the Greys, which we've been talking about for many years. Yes, we have. Yes, right. that treaty, if you will remember, was between Eisenhower and the Greys, and what that gave the Greys is a certain amount of humans to experiment on in exchange for high technology, such as as fiber optics, lasers, and various other things that are essential to modern society. But the Greys ended up breaking that treaty and taking more and more humans each year, which upped the... I guess uh, you'd say the that. hostilities, the pressure between the humans and the greys. We gave them Classic. an inch, they took a mile. I can go into more detail about the great treaty at some point, at any point. If anyone wants to meet <laughs> me somewhere, I will mm-hmm. deeply talk about it for a couple hours and how fucking the basic of our, the whole basis of our government was sold out. And we be, that was the day we became, we went from a democracy to a technocracy. Yeah. Where those know. who've got the technology have got the power. And those who've got, because... These vibrators aren't building themselves. That's very true. <laughs> Janarito's a lesbian who's a child molester, and Phil Schneider said that. Well, we'll, we'll get to that fact. Play my song. <laughs> so yeah. no one is exactly sure how the final conflict between the Resistance and the Dolce overlords began. Right. Ultimately, the Resistance ended when a military assault was initiated through the exit tunnels, and almost every member of the resistance group was either executed or detained, and it was believed that it was the Delta Force, mm. because of the uniforms and the mes- method that they used, that led the assault on the resistance, and it was done at shift change to maximize the body count. This I is like, my question. Like, what are the Delta Force? Is that like what the G.I. Joes were? Uh, they were rangers. I think G.I. Joes were army rangers, right? What's a Delta Force? Delta Force is an elite Navy force. SEALs? Or is it just another thing? Is it a specific uh, yeah. thing? They're a U.S. Army component of Joint Special Operations. They're the first Special Forces Operational Detachment Delta, popularly known as Delta Force. It is a U.S. Army component of Joint Special Operations Command. They I'm going to join. Yeah. Well, you get a fun hat. They oh. wear funny hats, and they always have cigarettes in their sleeves. Well, people have always said to me, yeah. Henry, you're quite a fashionista. No, no, I don't know if that's true. So yeah. basically, the resistance got bought out. 
the resistance got sold out to yeah. uh, to the government. Uh, they fought back, but another but, worker in case had yeah. weapons, which is a bad thing if you want to run a fucking resistance. Yeah. You can't just have mops and sponges. Well, that's usually how resistances fall, is that mm-hmm. the uh, government has all of the weapons. And if the people don't have the weapons, they can't rise up against the government. Again, this is... Uh, don't tell that is, to Clive and Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, remember, this is Thomas Costello's story, mm-hmm. right? And only a few of the security officers and computer workers had flash guns. Yes. And- which is what we talked about briefly last episode, which is the main security officer weapon yeah. uh, at the Dulce base. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Flash guns were more commonly called the flash or my flash. In the manual, they were introduced as armor lux weapons. Now, the flash gun, it resembled a flashlight with a black glass conical inverted lens. On the side are three recessed knobs and three curved grooves. Each knob is sized differently. The closer the knob to the hand, the less the strength. Each knob has three strengths. A two-year-old could use this weapon. Classic. Let's go through the phases. Phase one, like Star Trek, Mm -hmm. can stun and maybe kill if the person has a weak heart. On phase two... The flash gun can levitate anything, no matter wow. what it weighs. Ooh, even the Statue of Liberty? Anything. anything. Even the Golden Gate Bridge? Anything. Even Mount Rushmore? Anything. No, not Mount Rushmore. Anything. Wow. Carmen Sandiego could have used that weapon. <laughs> oh, it's too bad that she died at AIDS in 1987. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I guess we can stop looking for her then. <laughs> But yeah. where in the world is she? Well, I'd imagine it has some sort of surface area where you can yeah. only lift it. Like, it has a surface area. It says anything, Marcus. <laughs> I feel like Costello just aimed his flashlight at a bunch of random people and was just like, Boom. Do you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel it? Yeah, now take my, take my, my flash and I'm, no, I'm going to lift that up. And I lift you up, Tony. You're going to make fun of me at the office. Yeah, I lift you up to the sky. Oh, mm-hmm. man, all this traffic in the area. I want to go see Barry Manilow in concert. I'm listening to all the the cards and my flashlight. Meanwhile, it cuts to like a car and a dude in a car just staring at a man. What the? Sta- jabbing his flashlight <laughs> yeah. at things. Honey, stay in the car for a little while. There's a lunatic outside. Now, and phase three is literally what they call serious business mode. Serious business mode. It can be used to paralyze anything that lives. Serious business mode. Serious business mode. And it can be used to paralyze anything that lives. Animal, human, alien, and plant. Yeah. My question is, <laughs> does that. one, not to be, yeah. okay, what? not to be too questioning. Yeah, we're not being too pedantic here, but. What is the purpose of paralyzing a plant? Plants move. <laughs> They're a very invasive species yeah, out there. Yeah, say you have like that kudzu ivy that's just completely sure. destroying Georgia. I think it's pronounced kudzu. Kudzu? Either and, way. <laughs> and on ever- the highest position in the same mode, it can create a temporary death. Mm-hmm. Their life essence lingers in some strange limbo. Mm-hmm. In one to five hours, the person will revive slowly, like Juliet from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. They both died. First, the bodily functions will begin, which means you fart and you shit. <laughs> and in a few minutes, consciousness followed with full awareness. In that mode, the alien scientists reprogram the human brain and plant false information. Yeah, Ooh. and they say that if you try to confront this person with the fact that, like, this information is false, they have programmed you, mm-hmm. the person either starts laughing uncontrollably or gets very angry. Another example of plant life, uh, Stephen King Tales from the Crypt. Oh, if you yeah. recall that little short, he gets eaten by a plant. He could have used the serious business button. He really could have. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Audrey 2? Little Shop of Horrors. That there could, we go. You know what else could have dealt with that? A flamethrower. <laughs> Just take a flamethrower to it. <laughs> a knife. A big knife. Anything. That really yeah, 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 yeah. Can, can handle a bunch of plants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had teeth, though. So. Yeah. He had teeth and also big vines. Bazooka. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the well, bazooka. Yeah, where where's Seymour gonna get that, huh? A gun. Anybody can get a gun. <laughs> Take just, a gun from a cop. He, or have a cop come and use a gun. Yeah. Call a cop, me like there's a plant that's eating people. The cop's like, oh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And he shows up and there's like, oh my god, these plants are eating people. Baka, baka, baka. He pulls a fucking Ferguson on one of these talking plants. <laughs> this is a problem. These cops gotta stop shooting black people and start shooting these talking manton plants. That's a good point. I think you need to have a you need to go train them for a a week. Weekend getaway with all the cops. I'm going to start by Henry Zabrowski. Hashtag 
plant lives don't matter. <laughs> that is very, very true. They don't. So when the smoke cleared, as far as the attack, the assault on the resistance by the Delta Force, when the smoke cleared, 68 humans had been killed. 22 were completely vaporized. Oh. 19 escaped via the tunnels. Seven of those were recaptured, and 12 remain hiding to this day. And you know that this story is true because of how specific the numbers are. <laughs> yes. It's all in the details, my friend. But Castello, he returned to his post to bide his time because apparently they didn't know that Castello, because I would imagine he betrayed their like the he resistance. Sold them out. <laughs> if he could just go back to work after hanging out with a bunch of rep, like reptilians yeah, that are trying right. to defy the U.S. government. I think it was Castello that sold him out. I think we have no... No other fingers. He, it was Costello. Yeah, it was Costello. He he is because uh, he said we have no idea to this day who betrayed us. But it's pretty obvious who betrayed them. Classic. Yeah, but after a few more months, he couldn't take it anymore, and he told his best friend by a hand pressed note that he was working in a subsurface huge installation outside of Dulce, New Mexico, and that he was working side by side with gray aliens that consider themselves native Terrans, and that the upside down black triangle with the inverted gold color T inside it was the insignia of the project, so look out for that. Hey, Dougie. Hey, Dougie. Yeah. Dougie. Uh, hey. Hey, look at this. It's like, hey, Tom. What's up? Yeah. Do you like me check yes or no well i like you say yes p.s you're working in a subterranean <laughs> military base and you're working side by side with gray aliens consider themselves native terrans and the upside down black triangle with a vertical torque t inside it was insignia of their project so look out for that oh my god he said yes <laughs> oh my god he does love me so with his time at Dolce near an end, Castello broke into the facility through one of the less guarded air shafts. Absolutely, oh, of see. course. Totally yeah. doable. Well, Henry, you were the one last episode that said there's a lot of entrances to these places, and Thomas, as mm-hmm. the head security officer, would have known the places to break into. Absolutely. And it's just him dressed in all black, covered with Vaseline. He's <laughs> like, this way the reptilians can't get a grip on me. All lubed up. You know? <laughs> so once inside, he found and took photographs a seven minute black and white surveillance video of experiments caged humans and greys he made copies of the films Mm -hmm. photos and the paperwork packed several quote unquote packages and instructed several people whom he trusted explicitly to bury them like cherry hinkle like cherry hinkle I take your package there, Tommy. I gotta say, it's lovely to see you there. I just like it when you show me pictures of the men getting their penises severed and then the penises being turned into caterpillars. (laughs) Classic Hinkle. (laughs) So he was then made aware, this is when the story gets sad, through certain sources that his wife, Kathy, and his son, Eric, had been forcibly taken from their home to an undisclosed underground facility for quote-unquote safe holding until he decided to return to Dolce with the items. And he knew that at this point, that even if he did return to Dolce Commanders, that his wife and son were probably never going to be the same again. And if he even returned at all... After being manipulated by the aggressive mind, he was control. an alcoholic, and his family left him. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. If Thomas Costello existed, he took the opportunity for his family to be stolen as a really quick way to be single again. Yeah. <laughs> he cool, literally Costello. just was like, he looked at all the stuff. These are excuses. Like, I want to start saying that. it's like if you break up with your girlfriend for a little bit and you want to get back together, and you're like, actually, you know, I'm kind of afraid that she'd be kind of be. Manipulated by aggressive mind control, so I don't think we can get back together. But yeah. really, just because you've been getting blown by fucking like three different women on the slide, and you you can't remember their names about, and you just love that rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, yep. yep. He decided to just cut his losses and go into hiding, always on the move, always on the run, mm. until the nineties when he really opened up and decided to talk to an individual that wrote the Bibliotheca Pleiades article that much of this information is from. And we know that it was the 90s because they say in the article that it was the 90s. So that's the, that, the Lockhart, that's the fucking diehard ro- rock of the earth fucking truth of it. They said it. Right. They said it, mm-hmm. that it happened in the 90s, and they said that they did it in the last year of his life, and there are, I would say, a few conflicting reports with how Thomas Castello but died. it says here it died mysteriously a year later in Europe. Oh, wait a second, but it also says here he died here of a heart attack in Costa Rica. 
Uh, Weird, but it also says, it says here that he died in an earthquake in Mexico. Puerto Rico, actually. Puerto I'm Ri- sorry, I get it mixed up. <laughs> yeah. It's understandable. Dying in an earthquake. Out of all of those, out of those three options, I think I'm going to go with the heart attack. Yeah, and he was earthquaked. <laughs> he was CIA. earthquaked. In, oh, in my Puerto God. Rico. You guys remember that huge Puerto Rican earthquake a oh, few yeah, years yeah, back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, but, okay, so he's got what now becomes known as the Dulce Reporter, the Dulce Pages, so the Dulce Files, however you want to call it. Marcus... Read from the files and show everybody the truth. This is going to be big. Read from the files that he shared with everybody. The files? Are there no files? I don't. I didn't. Uh, Would there nowhere to be found? I. That's weird, though. But he said dog he, me can't find right, them. Sh- play the videos that he recorded. The video. Play, play the videos of the of the human experiments and the on the pods. The and ones. Stuff like that, so people can so people can hear the truth. Play the videos that he he shared with the world. The ones there has that to be a video, yeah. are. I didn't. They weren't on Bibliotheca Pleiades. To play the videos that he shared with the world. I do not have them. There's you no evidence tell, of anything. I you mean to tell me he didn't actually release any of that could stuff? Could not. Well, Char- go, Cherry Hinkle released a well, lot. Of Cherry Hinkle. Cherry, Cherry, Hinkle. Cherry Hinkle's yeah. website and play the videos, the proof of what happened at Dulce right now. Play the videos. Only she only has a Facebook page with a funny alien memes. So she doesn't. Hmm. So. It's not real, then. <laughs> I did see train wreck this week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, just straight out of Compton. Too real to yeah. be aliens. Yeah, yeah. Colchak the Night Stalker. That's what I've been watching. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so weird about how he, he he produced all this stuff, but it's all nowhere to be found. So Costello was he was just a lonely guy. Just a lonely. I don't think Costello was real. He may not have been real. I think that, again, what we were talking about before, right, the reason why the government is probably listening to this podcast, yeah. hello, Barack Obama, I <laughs> I, I appreciate the health care. Um, Do you? I actually get it from SAG, okay. so I'm set up. It's actually much better than Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. They want to heal our actors. <laughs> um the, the reason why there's, again, this is a heaping pile of disinformation around Dulce base, around the Dulce base. Dulce base is real. Uh, that there has been contested. There's, it's been contested for many, many years about whether or not there is an underground base at Dulce. Same thing with underneath area. Same thing, you know, Area Fifty One, right? Area Fifty One is the ultimate example, right? Mm-hmm. The government said Area Fifty One didn't exist for years, mm-hmm. even though people were looking at it. And, you know, people came, whistleblowers came out and went and talking about it and stuff like that. The government finally acknowledged it was real, right? So Area Fifty One is real. Dulce is real. Uh, they don't want to acknowledge it and the truth of what's going on there, of course, right? Because mm-hmm. it's super, super top secret, whatever yeah. it is. It's probably some high-level technology kind of shit. Maybe there could be aliens there. I don't know. All of this could be dead letter perfect. But what they've done is uh, is ladle horseshit on top of it mm. and love that these stories build up on top of it because uh, it allows them to hide in plain sight. I'm just upset Costello's not real. Next thing you're going to tell me is Kevin Spacey is gay and Donald Trump's a communist. I, I can't <laughs> live in a world where Costello isn't real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there are plenty of these underground bases. All, I mean, Denver, the Denver airport, there's an underground base underneath that. Uh, they're all over North Dakota. They mm. have all like Cheyenne. Like there's an underground base there in the middle of the fucking mountain. They're Everywhere these places do exist, and like Henry said, yes, they. That's and that's one of the reasons why we do these types of episodes where we talk about this wacky bullshit because it is to highlight that the government does do some super shady bullshit, but they do love and also the people that say, okay, so if these things do exist, well, the government can't even get the post office right, then how are they going to do all of this shit? Do you think that the government is going to put its top level people in the local post office? Not when they got a bunch of talented. Costello's running around. <laughs> no, literally everybody. Everybody who p- passed the flying colors of any one of the military, any one of those military like educational systems, like anybody who's the best of the best of the best, is at these top secret bases. Yeah, they are there. They are there in these places working on stuff that is forty years ahead of our time, uh, and it's very interesting. The black ops budget is massive. I think they're all shockingly stupid people. I, I'm going to say they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, watch like, them all interview. You're so I'm, dumb, I dare you to contact us. Mm. 
Hello? Mm-hmm. I, have, wanna- I have spoken to people that do not speak to people, uh, and they are highly intelligent. Yes. You've spoken to people who don't speak to people? I've spoken to people who don't speak to people. Are we going to try and burn through Phil Schneider? I don't think we have time. Fuck you. Uh, the story isn't complete without <laughs> Phil Schneider. I don't think we have time. There's some fucking construction uh, scheduled here, uh, and it will be awful. My it, dick my dick is hard. I know too your real, dick is hard. Too real. Don't be too real right now. Treat dog me with some respect, please. I'm too real to treat people with respect. <laughs> no, no, no. But, dog me demands respect. Dog me gets respect. What I will say is I'm sad is that I've spent over... Mi- Maybe eight hours of research on Phil Schneider, <laughs> right? And so that's where it's more like I just feel like my my life has been wasted. No, 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 no we no, will no, no. we will get the information of Phil Schneider out to the people. Yes, I indeed. Promise. Because in the future, will we will be doing some mini sods, some mini episodes? Because we're going to be starting a little bit of a Patreon thing here in the future, very very soon, and that will be one of the rewards for people mm. uh, that give us a certain amount of money. We'll we'll figure that out here in the future. The show will definitely still be free to everybody uh but a lot of times when we do research we do way too much and we end up with some uh, extra stuff so the, those extra stuff episodes will be uh, available to members and one of the gifts will be ziploc baggy full of my facial hair <laughs> i'm always shaving three times a week that's so. disgusting yeah, yeah and i've got some exciting. i've got some cow ribs that i can just sort of you know i can just right. chunk those off and we can write our initials on them and we can send those out to people that's yeah great. and i'll just take long videos of me eating Wow, <laughs> this is really exciting. This yeah. is really going to be great. Yeah, People yeah. are really going to be thankful yeah. for these Patreon. Yeah, books. we can mm-hmm. do the last podcast reading series where I just read the Bible beginning that, to end. I yeah. want to read in a, thirty minute increments. Yes, I'm going to read a, a, a how to play the harp manual, which is very very <laughs> true. Uh, Ten thousand dollars, and I will come to your home, and I will kill your parents for you. That is actually a hit. That is illegal, and we do not sponsor that. Untrue satire. satire. (laughs) So that's been Dolce. We're going to talk more about Phil, but what an interesting story, guys. Just know that aliens, the greats. I like Ike Eisenhower, the greatest president in U.S. history. Kept the entire world at peace. Couple of things to look up if you want to do your own personal research uh, and and alienate your friends is the Greta Treaty, the G. R-E-A-D-A treaty. Uh, Eisenhower between a group of greys and Nordics included a cardinal and an 80-year-old reporter that was included because he knew how to to keep a secret. Mm -hmm. Again, if you want to find love, save that for the fourth date. Don't open up with that. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Let's do a Twitter thing. Oh, yeah. LP on the left. You can find us at LP on the left on Twitter at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. Henry Zabrowski is at Henry Loves You. Yeah, if the government wants to find me, you can follow me there and hopefully retweet me so I can get more followers. Right. That's a good idea. <laughs> and be sure to go to iTunes from Nate and review us. If you want your last podcast on the left t-shirt, go to cavecomedyradio.com slash merch and listen to all the rest of our shows while yep. you're there. Uh, and Heil Geen, everybody. Do, do we want to give a teaser about what next week's episode's going to be about? Mm. You know what's weird is because I, I'm i like forgetting. Hmm. Mm. You know, it's like, like the bunch of just smoking. I can't remember what it was. It's like a day. I know there's a bumper. <laughs> there's a lot of bumper stickers that... It's like a big day. A big day. Like a huge... I am. Well, anyway, we'll remember it. We'll remember it next week. So we'll remember it. It'll be fine. Yes, thank you so much for supporting all the shows here on CCR Top Hat Roundtable, Sex and Other Human Activities, Bang. everything um, that Marcus does. Hail Satan again! You, you believe in magic? It'll bring yeah. good things into your life. I'm happier and stronger than I've ever been. I bought a book on candle magic called The Art of Candle Burning, which is from the 1940s. And I'll tell you what. I feel more focused and energized than I ever have before. Also, I've been eating a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, and you're working out a little bit. Um, that's great. It's when you buy the candle book, then, do you, do you look at the person in the eyes when you I buy I bought it? it on Amazon. Okay, good, good, yeah. <laughs> also, I talked to it. There was a, a, a very sweet lady in a place called Wonderworks in Toronto that sold me all my candle goods and a bunch of spiritual gems, and she exp- she explained all the meanings of all the gems to me. Wasn't that... When, weren't we having a conversation while you were in that candle store very loudly about the that day? Was another, that was that another was another candle diff- store. That was a different candle store when we were talking about the fire. The day. The, the day, day that the day shouldn't the... be f- remembered. Yeah. I'm just so happy candle stores are still around. Oh, they don't, they're not going to last. <laughs> no? No, no, no. no. A candle store can't last. Kind of a Not in this economy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, hail me, if you would. 
let's do a magustalation. Magustalation. Uh, and uh, don't go fuck yourselves. Don't do oh, it. That's nice. And hail yourselves. Yes, of course. Find love. It'll be good for you. Or you know, buy candles. Suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> for more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. <laughs>